whoa hey it's me a talking dog whoa isn't that crazy hey i'm here to tell you that some good shows is show everything ranked is back for season two you can search on any platform for everything ranked it is a bunch of people arguing over what thing is better the first episode is people arguing about potatoes versus dr pepper it's very good they have a corresponding shirt in their merch store that just says potato dr pepper dr pepper potato on it it's very good also since you're about to listen to a my hero academia podcast maybe you like a shirt that says bakugo is very good on it also that show everything ranked is completely all the way released all six episodes of it on the some good shows patreon you can go there sub at any tier and you'll get access to it right away or you can sub at the golden skull tier level and get patreon shout outs like the ones i'm about to read effing science man hana kim jet set spy mara camille nancy konek nene 12715 nick potter and phantom 23 thank you so much for the support is what i assume the podcasters would say uh if they were here but it's just me a uh just a random talking dog anyway here we go here goes the podcast everybody bark bark goodbye And welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. I think that was the low-keyest intro you've done for this show since we started this fucking Listen, thing. I'm drinking milk tea right now. Oh. I'm like, it's, this is oh. maybe the latest we've ever recorded. You are a relaxed bitch right now. Yes. Yeah. Milk tea. Hello and welcome to The Big Tea. I mean, it is the Christmas <laughs> episode. <laughs> it is, recording it, is. it on november 3rd which according to mariah carey is christmas so yeah. i went to barnes and noble yesterday and they were playing christmas music so Bro, costco had <laughs> costco had christmas shit out like two months ago <laughs> that christmas creep i don't i don't get it like yeah i'm happy for you but i mm. Yeah, but at least at least with these episodes, we have a new Christmas song to put on the like <laughs> the, spot, the the rotation where we have a Christmas song that won't be played in stores, mm-hmm. but we can like listen yeah. to it and have a like a little I, holly jolly gale time. I just time. can't like Christmas music ever, and I think it's just because I worked at a radio station around mm. Christmas. Oh, and oh, huh, like <laughs> yeah. that that's a lost fucking cause now. <laughs> That's worse than like working at a restaurant. Oh man, it's gonna ruin it. I'm not gonna be able to eat it any mm-hmm. anymore. And then they work an eight hour shift. And it's like, what do you have for lunch? No, oh, I I had Taco mm-hmm. Bell. Okay, so you yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, so. you and I have both worked at GameStop, and so oh, like, yeah. I, I also have felt like, oh, I'll never go to GameStop. But then sometimes, Yo. like, my girlfriend is like, let's go to GameStop, and I'm like, oh, they got my hero stuff there. Oh, let's oh. go. <laughs> I'm still a fucking pro member. I still walk in there, and I'm like. Let me use my five dollars. <laughs> yeah, dude, same. Every time I say something about GameStop uh, to Audrey, because she also worked at GameStop, uh, mm. she just 
immediately hits me with uh, how she would answer the phone. Thank you for calling GameStop, where our new Power Up Rewards credit card gives you five months of 0% interest on purchases of $500 or more. This is Nathan. How can I help you? Yeah, she, she hits me with that. Yeah, absolutely. Hate it, hate it, hate it, yeah. hate it, hate it. Anyway, let's talk about good things that we like. Power to the players. <laughs> yeah. Power to the players. Power to the players. I haven't answered a phone call for work in like over two and a half years now. So that's mm. pretty cool. God bless. Bro, if you're not my mom or my DoorDash driver, <laughs> I'm not answering the phone at all. Even yeah. DoorDash, it just depends on the day. Dude, yeah. we got to get into the podcast. But yeah, sometimes yeah. I, I'm just like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so anime. <clears throat> all right. So Izuku Midori, a green lighting, uh, moon lighting as a door dasher. Um, <laughs> Shoot style. Wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of topical. Have, have okay. y'all yes. seen the TikToks of like Todoroki being a stripper and stuff? No. No. Oh <laughs> we have a different for you page. <laughs> there's so I'm going to send you. There's like a multiples. There's some somebody who's like a really good voice actor and he does all of the voices and does these skits and then cosplay girls will put on outfits and like act them out and they're really funny. Oh my god. But his name is Icy Thought. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, so if, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, I, that's my recommendation for you this week. Um, look up those TikToks. The brain rot. Anyway, this is the Endeavor Agency arc, um, which I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag here. This was originally after the next arc in the manga. There was a manga, there was an arc switch. And what is now the last arc in this season was happening now chronologically in the manga. And then this Endeavor Agency arc was afterwards. But... As we see with these episodes, there is something big on the horizon and also something big that happened in the recent past that we're trying to figure out. And I think for viewers like Cam, hi, it's going to be a lot cooler to be like, oh, what happened? Rather than like, oh, here's Endeavor figuring out what happened already. Once we <laughs> get through like the other because you said it's like they just swapped halves of seasons, basically. Uh, once we get through this season, I kind of want to know how the setup would have worked with that because i'm interested yeah. to know that i also want to know and i was going to ask you um but you kind of already laid it out like what's your spoiler free take on why they did the switcheroo because i i was watching i always watch this with andrew whenever we watch the new episodes and mm -hmm. he was like they switched it like huh like and he, yeah. like he was super thrown um and he's like are they are they cutting that out is that not going to be till next season and then they they hit it later on but yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, I am 100% for the Switch. I think mm -hmm. it works better narratively. But because it's the spicy thing to talk about, I mean, I'm the person that's on TikTok all the time with My Hero bullshit. I mean, I guess so is, so is Jess we've learned with Icy <laughs> Thought. But um, like, this is another thing that people were angry about. And it's just because they knew that it was a different way. And now it's another different way. That's that's really mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, they can deal with it. It is it is better than the manga. Season two stuff was switched around too. nobody complained about it because we weren't all crazy inside because mm -hmm. of <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. But anyway, this is episodes 101 through one. Oh, three. Some of uh, actually one of my favorite episodes um, is this one. One oh one. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas or else. <laughs> <laughs> but before we have a holly jolly time with Ari, my favorite person in the world, nine days ago, mm. Deca City. Mm. 
we mm. see a red anemone flower, which shout out to, I think, Myga in uh, our Discord who pointed out, hey, Nathan, are you going to talk about the symbolism with the flower that shows up in the beginning? Mm. And I was like, oh. oh and they were like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm like big into like flower symbolism. And so this red flower that we see that looks like an eyeball, I thought it was just like a weird, gross thing, but it symbolizes like fragility and death and stuff like that. But anyways, we see the city fucking collapse um, around who we see at the center. Beaten all to shit is Shigaraki. New hair, new voice. Um, this boy's just having a good day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Comes um, a special time in every boy's life where they yeah. uh, level a city and <laughs> change their voice. And get white hair instead of gray yeah. hair. We're going to have to wait a while to see just how gay a time that it'll be. But just know that there is was a parallel story here mm. with the heroes and villains. Um, heroes are having a fun training exercise while the villains were totally ruining a, an entire city. <laughs> you know. They're own fun training exercise <laughs> gays big day out you know yeah. Every, yeah. everybody's workout looks different yeah yeah you know you're right you're right this is like the season finale of an always sunny like season <laughs> <laughs> the gang ruins deka city the gang levels a city <laughs> we cut to Shoto and Bakugo getting interviewed about their hero debut and holy shit, I feel oh so God. bad for that interviewer yeah. that got stuck with probably the two worst people mm. to have speaking on camera in the world. You know, so full transparency, I watch these episodes. I think that we all tend to watch the episodes like right before the podcast. That way it's just yeah, fresh. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I just do it because I have executive dysfunction. But hell yeah. <laughs> That too. That too. I, I like the so we're fresh though. It covers it covers all the ADHD and uh, <laughs> like mental illnesses up very well. <laughs> but so at one o'clock today, I had an interview um, where I was interviewing somebody. Uh, for a new story that I have coming out. And then I watched this episode and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I just put myself in that situation. I'm like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what this poor interviewer <laughs> is thinking right now. Yeah. She's just trying to talk to some like fucking 14 year old boys, 15, whatever, you know, and they're just. Tell her to get her brain checked and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, you imagine if you're interviewing Yoko Taro and he's just like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Oh, shit. Sorry, dude. <laughs> um, Bakugo is being Bakugo and Shoto is being Shoto, which is to say, of course, Bakugo got cut out. He's just in the little corner and Denki is like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like the funniest shit. He's like, why didn't they use my answers? <laughs> why didn't they, bud? It truly couldn't happen to a funnier fucking person, though. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just the way that they cut it like it's slightly closer on him like immediately after talking so you know you know that something was cut out and he's just like yes we're friends i wasn't afraid yeah. it's like that's the end it's like good television y'all it's so funny after the airing of this interview, the Deka City incident is reported on. In 50 minutes, an uprising of 20 people destroyed the town. Whatever took place, it's clear that there was some element of trying to lower the public expectation and perception of heroes. Um, we see some interviews with normal people that all express that heroes are trying their best in, in these times. And a frankly terrifying looking hero critic then starts to talk about how this is a critical juncture for hero public relations. Yeah, this motherfucker looks like the shady teacher from the start of <laughs> Persona 4. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> this 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 guy is like things are gonna start changing and 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 the public is now gonna see what they're being protected from. And then Iraq is like, anyway, over here. Come, don't look over there. Yep. Look over here. I, I don't know why this guy gets to be on TV. We've been saying this for a year. Yeah. We're not yeah, on exactly. TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uraraka chimes in about look boy, um, which is in Japanese, it's can't you see boy, um, <laughs> causing a shift in the way that people see heroes. And all he had to do is be like, he's going to die. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh. everyone was like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, hmm. right. Oh, shit. OK. <laughs> and hey, it must it must really be Christmas because Mount Lady's here to do a media exercise with the kids. Happy birthday, she Nate. Says, she says heroes in the past were all about showbiz, but now it's time for people to be heroes in the real sense of the word. It's a wild difference from her introduction in the series when she was like, you know, all about like, I got to pay rent, you know, I, yeah. I got to be glitzy and glamorous. Aizawa shows up in his sleeping bag onesie, which is extremely good. His like snowsuit, like fucking Among Us costume looking ass. Like, it's so good. That man is, is so skinny. You know, there's no blood flow. <laughs> Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got to stay bundled up. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily for him, I am. I am cushy. <laughs> I can get this blood going. <laughs> hope, he, um, hope he hears this. <laughs> hope he hears this, sis. Yeah. <laughs> Kirishima has no idea what's going on, but he's excited. And the shot of him saying "yay" in English is so fucking funny. It's like I can so barely, good. I can barely take it. It's it's not as funny in Japanese. Um, uh -huh. In, but in English, just him going, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like drawn weirdly sort of like All Might and there's like a star. There's no reason for it, but it's so fucking good. I also love that um, between Mount Lady and Midnight, they were like, this is the boob woman and the ass woman. So yeah. for, for yeah. The, the boob and ass lovers, respectively. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We complete with unique yeah. sound effects for each jiggling uh, appendage. You have both sides of the anime body pillow. Yeah. The, the two genders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the two genders. Boob, ass man and tits man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Mount Lady's going to do mock interviews with the kids and get them ready for the spotlight because clearly Shoto is not ready for that. But Shoto is up first for this and proves that he has more quirks than brain cells <laughs> um mount lady says that if a handsome hero like him saved the day her heart would race shoto is like is your heart bad <laughs> like, he's he's so good in this interview he's yes. so good i love it because you're finally getting to see a little bit more characterization from him too yeah, like we've, yeah. we've seen him interacting with peers like we've seen him uh we, like we've seen a bit of his backstory right and like you're getting a, a good sense for like where he comes from but i also love that like now they're showing you also he's a bit of a dumbass because like he has never had friends in his life yeah. yeah he has he has only ever talked to like his sister and his dad and like his housekeeper mm -hmm. and that's it yeah this is the boy who didn't know what a concert was yeah. That's true. Yeah. So maybe maybe dumbass is too harsh. Maybe he's not a dumbass. He's I feel just very like sheltered. He's he's a yeah. sheltered boy. He's a homeschooled boy. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was for I think it was for April Fools. He dyed his hair the opposite color <laughs> Good. and put on makeup to switch his side and nobody noticed and he was sad about it. <laughs> that's actually um, so funny. That's so good. I got the, um, what is it called? The Ultra Analysis book, um, which is just like a manga volume length 
just like here's a bunch of facts about the kids and that shit's funny as fuck for all the little tidbits that i'm going to be able to sprinkle into this shit now um shoto talks about his his moves heaven piercing ice wall and flash fire heat wave as as uh, some of the kids talk about flash fire fist Shoto can't quite do that yet, but I, I love that all of his ice moves are all like heaven based. It's like yeah. heaven piercing ice wall, mm-hmm. heaven's curtain and endeavors are all hell based. It's just like, wow. Mm. OK, so like you really <laughs> thematically just do not like your dad, huh? The other kids do little interviews and talk about how cool they are. But Bakugo says, he's, I'm not going to do anything stupid like that. So everyone should just shut up and believe in me. <laughs> Mount Lady is like, oh, I see. Your problem is humanity. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I do want to go back to something here really quick. Sure. Um, for Shoto's interview, whenever she said that, uh, whenever Mount Lady said that uh, he was going to make all the little girls drop dead, and he's like, they're going to <laughs> die? If I smile, they'll die. <laughs> God, that was so fucking good. So good. Uh, it's so funny. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things, I think, in this show so far. <laughs> It's like that and like the like, my name is not five weenies. Yeah, I'm Shoto yeah. from UA. I think it's it's rent free in my head. Um, Shoto's good. Oh, yeah. Um, but Midnight is like, hey, Aizawa, should Bakugo be like you and just completely avoid the media? Just like leave. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, no, we can't really have heroes like me that do that anymore. We really need to be more front facing. And it's Deku's turn. Ooh, this poor, poor boy. I would also be stiff talking to Mount Lady, so I can't really blame him. But he talks <laughs> about his moves in relation to All Might. Like she asks him questions about his moves, and he and then he can't stop talking. I I love how he's like shown as literal Legos, and like Kirishima has like another thing of just like, oh my god, another person is using my quirk. <laughs> um, it's it's like his worst fucking fear. <laughs> He starts to talk about Black Whip. It's been a few weeks since it manifested the first time. Um, so he's had time to train with it and manifest it via like the locking and unlocking image in his head. And there's this huge lead up and the music is like, and it's like zooming in on this door with the lock undone and whatever. But however, he can only reliably manifest a few inches um, and it only lasts a moment. It happens to the best of us kids. Yeah, I was, um, ugh, I was about to make the same goddamn joke. <laughs> we have one brain cell and it is horny. You gotta get up pretty early in the morning uh. to make cum jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I, I was absolutely like when that happened and I saw it for the first time, I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm, right, I'm, I'm right about this. Cool, all right, but... <laughs> Um, we, we cut to All Might, who has been pulling all-nighters to compile a notebook, not unlike Deku's from before. This one is uh, all available info on previous users of One for All. Um, not as much info is survived from the from the early days. So info on like the first three users is essentially nothing. Nezu visits All Might in order to tell him that they're going to be resuming the work studies program soon. And this time, everybody's got to do it. And not everybody's super pumped about this, um, justifiably. So this request is coming from the Hero Safety Commission itself. We see the UA teachers talking about the program. Midnight is like, is what they're saying that we're short-staffed? Like, it isn't, don't we have like a ton of heroes on the streets right now? Like too many, maybe? Hmm, almost like the Hero Safety Commission knows that something big is happening soon, but can't say what, as if they have like a spy and villain territory. Huh? What? Hmm. Shout out to the dub for forgetting to put the effect on Ectoplasm's voice. <laughs> oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's just like, hey, this is, this is, I don't like this. And I'm like, whoa, that's so <laughs> All weird. All right, what? Okay. 
Nezu concludes that for whatever the reason, and also he's he's living Jess's dream and is inside of Aizawa's uh, uh, scarf. I think that literally the first time I watched this episode, I was like, wish that were me. Yeah. The fucking rat. Yeah, I was like, okay, Jess just wants to do that. Cool. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Of course. Yeah. So Nezu concludes that for whatever whatever the reason, though, there's an imminent need for these kids to be as swole as possible. <laughs> so he assigns winter break homework to the teachers to assign their students um, to good agencies. Before they leave, Nezu says that there's another program from the Hero Safety Commission that he wants to talk with Aizawa about. This is actually the second movie. But as you can see from the start of the episode, there's some parallel timelines happening. And if we watch it at the wrong time, it'll spoil some of what's like Hi. going Hello. on in the like Deka yeah. City hey. era. Hey. Weirdly, Cam can watch the third movie, but not the second movie. And I'm going to this Friday. Bitch, that movie was fucking good. <laughs> good. It was it was real good. It was real good. It's actually it's probably my least favorite of the three, but still really fucking good. My role on this show is the least favorite of the three, but still pretty good. <laughs> oh Shout out. What's good? Listen, going? Cam, Cam, you are my wife's favorite podcaster. That's true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. God, I'm never going to forget that as long as I live. <laughs> there is a short video call with Suka Uchi and All Might a few days later where Nezu says that the dorms have been in effect for four months and none of the kids look suspicious. He says if the league acts up in the future and the kids still come out clean, it'll be a sign that there isn't a mole or a traitor. However, I, I really don't like Nezu's vibe. I don't yeah, trust him. Yeah. Fucking no, Nate, ever since you like you you yeah. dropped that hint, you're like, mm, it could be Nezu. It's not even a hint. It's just me going like, I don't like you, you little mouse man. No, but like his <laughs> comment after that is like yeah, probably isn't. And I'm just like, what do you know? What do you know, rat? Get out of my boyfriend's scarf. Yeah. Yeah, tell him. <laughs> Jess has big, I hope everybody that likes my man dies energy. <laughs> heart, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji. <laughs> I, like, especially now that we've got all these hints that all for one can somehow sense what's going on in the outside world, I'm like... What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing, you little rat? Yeah. What the fuck is up with you, huh? But hey, it's Christmas. Christ Merry Chrysler. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Crisis. Everyone has hats with something about them on the end, and I think that's adorable. They're all so good. Except for there's this one shot of Momo with the book at the end, and Bakugo is standing behind her, and it looks like he's just reading a floating yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is what? Oh, oh, okay, got it. I liked all their hats. It was very good. Uraraka's poor ass, like, is marveling at the food, and in general, everyone's getting along and having fun. They talk about their work studies coming up. Been right there with Uraraka. Like, yes. dude. So you, you guys got three kinds of chicken? Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> You're telling me there's, there's three birds in this turkey? <laughs> uh. you, you're telling me somebody turned in this duck okay, in, dude? Okay, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> We've gone too far. Anyway, the kids are talking about their work studies coming up, and most of the kids already have theirs in mind, or they're going to places they've been to before. Deku can't go to Centipeter's agency, who they also forgot to do voice effect for. Centipeter's like, Sorry, Midoriya, we're too swamped anyway. And I'm like, do two people work there? It's Bubble Girl yeah. and Centipeter? You just like the stinky bug guys now? And if they said like if Night Eye did all the paperwork and like we only saw three people, then like what did he even do? I apparently a lot. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he was cooking the hero books or what. I don't wanna I don't wanna shit on the legacy of the late Sir Night Eye. 
just kind of seems like he just got like a cushy desk job and just coasting there, you know? They're they're laundering a hundred percent. Sure, yeah. There's a tickle machine in there. That that wasn't paid for with with legitimate funds. <laughs> it it can't be. Yeah, I don't think you can buy one with legitimate funds. No, that's some black market shit. Yeah. Only only crypto will get you that. Yeah. The kids ask Bakugo if he's going to go with Genist again, and he says no. Turns out Genist has been missing for some time now. He is the number three hero now and we haven't seen him since he got hurt in season three so something is definitely up um we'll literally see it next episode bakugo thinks um of his time with genist um where he was grilled on having no hero name genist prides himself on being like a reformer of villains and heroes like his thing is ironing out wrinkles and restoring moral fiber ha 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 whatever right you mean he actually does what heroes and and government officials should do yeah yeah, and in, and in the and in the in the in the subs later when he's talking to Hawks, he's like, "There's there's so many people I have to get out there and help reform," and I'm like, "Fuck, Genus really gets it. He just looks so fucking stupid." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, he's like got the right idea, and he's like, "Your hero name is is a wish. It's your ideal self, someone you want to be. So think on it. Come back next year when you have your license and tell me your hero name." Yeah, bro. That shit is so touching. If you fucking told me that I would have like gotten a little misty eyed at a blue jean man <laughs> combing a boy's yeah. hair. Giving him like the worst comb over I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I went bald. <laughs> I used to like have hair like that in elementary school. That's the worst one I've seen. <laughs> but like it's it's so cool that Bakugo is like he has a hero with whom the relationship is is just it's it's just them, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not like I also like best genus Bakugo, oh Deku, or I like him more or whatever. Like it's just like he he was like that that fucking blue jean baby was definitely correct yeah. about all that stuff and fuck I I need to be better and blah blah blah. It's fucking cool, but He's fucking just missing now, and so Bakugo's got to be in his head about that in some type of way. Shut the fuck up because Aerie Claus is here. <laughs> it's the best shit in the fucking world. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. In Japanese, she says tricky treat. Oh, man. That, <laughs> and she has mm, Easter eggs. That was, oh, my God. My heart melted. My depression is gone. Yeah, my crops no, are thriving. Yeah, no, just completely gone. Like, I feel like I can take on the world. Yeah, I cleaned my apartment. Like, <laughs> just thank you, Airy Claus. Um, this kid has no idea what a holiday even is, so she just must have used Aizawa's one tablet that he had that one time to Google like holidays and thought it was all one thing because she's throwing like beans to keep demons out, or in English she's saying in sickness and in health, which is really good. Um, and like everybody's just like, no, no, no that's no, not even you know, anything. Maybe uh, again. Can you imagine a conversation between her and Shoto? God. Like, if you just, like, force them to have dinner with one another. <laughs> Do you like soba? I would watch that, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She also has eggs, like, like Jess said, which is very good. He's like, She's like, I, I painted these eggs. And Rock is like, I don't fucking know where you got these yeah. or whatever, but like, that, thank you. Easter, I love them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You can't say no to her. No. It, no. If you do, you are the worst person on the planet. <laughs> Never turn down an egg. Like, we will fight physically. <laughs> and I will win. It's 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 truly like when your cat, like, brings you, you yeah. know, a dead animal. It's like, I, <gasps> yeah. like, this isn't great, but I love you, so I'll take it. 
her horn has gotten bigger again, but uh, Aizawa says that she's taken what Deku said last time to heart um, and is going to try to learn how to use her quirk properly. And so Deku influences her yet again to be a better person and everybody is, everybody's so nice and good. Hooray. We get a montage of the party, Jiro singing, Ida conducting violently. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> What? We, we see a tree um, with ornaments made by everyone, including a cross with a snake on it from Tokoyami, I can only assume. It's gotta be. Yeah. In the book I bought, I learned that his favorite hero's name is Dark Crystal. That's cool. That's cool as shit. <laughs> That's very good. Fucking, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. He's just a Final Fantasy XIV character. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, one yeah. million percent. Uh, and speaking of Tokoyami, the kids do a gift exchange and he brings a fucking buster sword <laughs> that Ari ends up getting. And it is my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite shot. And like my favorite panel in the manga is just so her just being like, hey, sword. Oh, my God. It was so fucking good. The uh, best part, too, is, you know, this is her first ever Christmas present. Totally. And she's like, so you give each other swords. Got it. And like, um, if that were my first gift all downhill from here no christmas <laughs> yeah. will ever compare um also shout out to Minetta getting a picture of aoyama as a gift <laughs> i'm glad you saw that yeah yeah it's so good god that was so funny <laughs> jiro gets a sweater from from sarah which is very good <sighs> kaminari gets his own gift of a basketball which is very good <laughs> he's like nah fuck i also have to say i absolutely love um jiro getting the sweater because i feel like it's very in line with her character because she is about six years away from getting really into phoebe bridgers and dressing like 100 100 <laughs> yeah she's about to get out of her like emo phase and get into her like coffee shop music phase i think yes yeah exactly and she will be yeah. wearing that shit and she will be tucking it into overalls with yeah. the one strap down she's gonna listen to taylor swift and like it ironically but then stop liking it ironically and just liking it listen now we're just talking about me yeah Let's i know we on. are jess <laughs> <laughs> um that's very good bakugo gets ida's glasses from ida it's <laughs> just like what the fuck is this like this seems like a lot of these kids' first Christmas ever because, like, like Cam said, um, Minetta gets a fucking photo of Aoyama in a box. Yeah. It's a box, and inside is just a loose, unframed photograph of just Aoyama. Perfect. Oh my god, just chef's kiss, incredible. Sarah gets a froggy mirror from oh, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, who could that be? Huh. Mina Mina gets a dumbbell from Kirishima, which is very good. Deku gets some snacks, some like cheap snacks from Uraraka, and Uraraka gets a little All Might figure from Deku. There is like a lot of cool stuff about this little guy um, that she gets, but I'm going to talk about it in like two episodes because it comes up again cool. and that'll be more relevant to talk about then Deku says to himself at the time not knowing what was to come I thought I hope we can have a fun Christmas party next year too from the bottom of my heart and that's that's yet to be seen we haven't gotten to next Christmas in the manga yet so I don't know if they have a good Christmas because shit gets super haggard later <laughs> as I've said this entire podcast episode 102 off to Endeavor's agency we see another flashback a few weeks ago in Kyushu. Hawks and Dobby are having a little chat about things, a little boyfriend chat. Yeah. Dobby's just in a stupid coat, <laughs> and it's very good. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like at some point 
if you're trying to blend in, hey, don't use a fucking payphone. Like, <laughs> suspicious people use payphones in movies, okay? Also, if you're trying to cover your face, I feel like you need to get the, the eyes too, buddy, because you got yeah. some dead skin stapled to your <laughs> face. You're, you're, you're pretty recognizable, my guy. Uh... <laughs> You have other people's face on your face. I, I've, I've seen dark circles before, but God I think damn, there's a difference yeah. between uh, dark circles and what he's got going on. Yeah. I just imagine the person that went into that booth after Dobby and was just like, oh, did something fucking die here? <laughs> the answer is yes. I mean. <laughs> so Dobby says, like, this is your last chance to prove that you're really in it for the uh, disestablishment cause um, and make it somebody other than the number one this time. Hawks relays this to the Hero Safety Commission president, and he's like, it's time for me to go, like, full incognito mode. Um, Hawks then visits Genist. Um, This is a few weeks back, so he's not missing yet, though this will be what makes him go missing. Mm -hmm. Genist indeed lost a lung and is preparing to return uh, to the public eye. However, Hawks takes out a feather sword, and we cut to some time later. Dobby is unable to be reached now. Uh, almost like the villains are having their own plot line happen right now. What? Hmm. Nothing is on the hero network, though, now. So Hawks is getting real jumpy, and he's like, did I fucking like blow my cover or something? He has a roughly best genus-sized duffel bag and uh, sits almost completely obscuring a large screen in the city with genus's face on it, likely announcing his disappearance. Mm, I just love yeah. how you see, like, four percent of best genus's face right next to the mm-hmm. duffel bag and you're like hmm mm. that's his fucking body in that bag yeah. oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's like if you're gonna take it like if you're gonna have to prove your worth to this organization you gotta do something yeah well and it may as well be the like hero that like can't really work sure. but is very yeah. famous and doesn't mm-hmm. have a lung right now mm-hmm. um but Hawks is like, it's December 31st and I'm not going to give up. And we get a new OP. Uh, I like the song a lot. The song rules. Mm-hmm. It's by Man with a Mission, which is yeah, <laughs> like five dudes that wear like uh, wolf heads. Not like furries, but like wolves. I just picture, uh, oh my God, why can I not think of his fucking name? Inosuke from Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, that's that'd honestly, be very you funny, said that, actually. that's immediately yeah. what I pictured. Yeah, they like popped up on my Spotify Discover Weekly like three mm. years ago and they, they got some fucking bangers. Mm. It gets funnier and funnier as this season progresses with the start of it being like, whoa, whoa, it's all right. Everything <laughs> will be just fine. <laughs> it's just like, no, it ain't but. <laughs> We're not going to be okay. But that song, that song whips. Um, so in this OP, we see a bunch of like the new big three basically sitting around and looking cool. But we also see flashes of who some of our new antagonists are going to be, as well as a shot of Aizawa and Mike in front of Tartarus with a kitten in front of them. I'm sure this won't be important later. No. And we end with uh, Shigaraki dusting one of his hands, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so like big things to come in this season. Um, and I'm very excited to get to it. Um, but it doesn't outright spoil anything, which is good. Yeah. Those OPs have been pretty good about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is something that's very cool about um, my hero OPs. I feel like they're very good at like, once you're at the end of the season, you can go back and you're like, ah, oh, that's what that mm, means. And that's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when you first watch them, you're like, people <laughs> you're like who's this pixar villain looking motherfucker businessman what the fuck yeah. Yeah. that night deku visits his mom for new year's he tells her about black whip and she loses it yeah maybe don't tell your mom that bud you know yeah yeah i 
I learned to not tell my mom about the dangerous things that I do um, or have accidentally been involved with or seen or whatever when I lived in Chicago. Like, you got to learn learn to keep that away from the parental uh, talks. Like, literally, her thing about not wanting him to do this was the danger he was going to get into. (laughs) And here I am telling you about the danger. I gotta say, you you get pregnant, you watch this through a new lens, and you're just like, and it just hits harder. You're just like, oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't wait for that sort of like that layer of things to be yeah. put on, like the analysis from Jess. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're only excited for you because the podcast is going to be better. So yeah, <laughs> only yeah. reason. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no. Uh, Deku shows his mom a letter from Ari, and it's adorable, including a ghoulish sketch of Deku at the bottom, which is, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> she's trying her best, you know. The spelling is so bad. It's, it's so, so funny. bad. Dear Mr. Deku, thank you for not killing, saving me. Yeah. Yes. Deku's mom says, like, I, I, I might have nothing to worry about anymore. You've got such good friends, and you're doing good work, and you've got, you know, good teachers around you and stuff she says that she used to think that she had to uh protect him um but now he's kind of protecting himself and everybody else around him is is stepping up to do that as well the next morning january 1st cementos drops off deku at the bus station deku says bye to his mom and he's off to endeavor's agency but before we see that we see hawks arrive at what looks like a villain hideout seems like he was able to ingrain himself uh, with a villain group that the league is involved with he's also greeted by slide and go this fucking the lubricant this, hero <laughs> yeah <laughs> this light year motherfucker is a traitor and that's why I, last time i laid into him so hard because like <laughs> you go back and you see him and you're like fuck you <laughs> fuck you piece yeah. of shit <laughs> You heard me. <laughs> it seems like he's been a like a fucking traitor for a really long time because he tells Hawks that he outranks him. However, this is received by someone in the shadows with a laptop that's a bit skeptical of Slide and Go's authority. Uh, me. It's me. I'm skeptical of Slide and Go's authority, and I have a laptop. <laughs> slide and Go gets told to Slide and Go fuck himself <laughs> because he barely contributes to anything, yeah. whereas Hawk gets a lot of valuable info. He also tells the viewer that Hawks is being watched 24 seven via devices in his feathers so hawks really has to transmit everything to the heroes in code now i love this like sudden thing of like oh there is a weird dynamic here of like yeah like wait i thought the league was only like six people where is this like this like it guy with a satellite coming from and we'll we'll figure it out but it's still i i really enjoy cam and and jess you you both don't know what's mm-hmm. uh all of what's coming so like do you do you see this and are you like intrigued by it or are you just like yeah 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 go ahead whatever whatever no i i super want to know what else is going on because yeah I, it's like the first time i've heard of this group or like at least seen that like okay either there is another group or the league of villains has put in some serious fucking work um, especially <laughs> considering that that stupid fucker was there. Yeah, like now, now you're like there are heroes that are involved. Yeah, fuck them in this mm-hmm. too, which is interesting. Um, Jess, what about you? Yeah, I think I once I saw these episodes like from from like the very beginning where you start to see like Hawks doing this whole like underground Snoopy yeah. shit. Um, I was very overwhelmed because I was like, man, we just got we just got out of this thing where you had overhaul and his like group of fucking goons and League of Villains. And then you jump into this and now it's like, okay, now you have like the meta liberation army and the League of Villains. And, you know, like 
it's overwhelming, but also at the same time, it really fits so well and makes complete sense because yeah. when you have all these organizations that are operating in the dark and you have these people who are oppressed and who form their own little factions, like that's what it's going to be made up of. It's going to be made up of a bunch of people following different leaders and having slightly different ideologies. And unfortunately, the problem with that, the problem that keeps any kind of small rebellious group um away from their real target generally ends up being those little differences um, and fighting within themselves and, and those like divisions. So it's like, this makes sense, you know, like from, from a, like a standpoint of what you would expect in the real world, it mm -hmm. makes sense that you have all of these people who feel oppressed, who are also fighting battles amongst one another mm -hmm. and like figuring out their shit while they're also trying to take on something bigger. I love it when, when Jess or Cam will just be like, <laughs> It, it reminds me of, and then they'll just literally say what's going to happen <laughs> in the next like, arc. And then I'm like, all right, tight. Uh, we'll just move on then. Uh, <laughs> take, I'm going to take off. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch you later. Welcome to the big two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I could take a big two. Yeah, um, I was going to say, let's talk about poopy. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, back with Endeavor, though. Um, Endeavor greets Bakugo Shoto and Deku uh, cheerfully, but he is not... He's not feeling it. I love the shot where he's like, welcome to the Endeavor Agency. And then it like cuts to his inner thoughts and he's like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, fuck them kids. <laughs> um, Bakugo straight up in Japanese calls him cringy. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that Bakugo is like the person who you, like Bakugo would 100% be the person who comments on your YouTube video when you're like starting out yeah. and just says cringe. And like it cuts you to your yeah. core. You're like, Fuck this little kid. Baka goes on 4chan, <laughs> dude. Yeah, one trillion percent. Yeah. <laughs> Deku is polite, but thinks back to all the shit he said to him at the sports festival about mm -hmm. how you know Shoto isn't him, and he's. But he does speak up, and he's like, "We're very excited to be here." <laughs> While they're just walking out of the blue, it's like, "Thank you, Deku." Yeah. <laughs> I love that though because it's so true. Like I feel like we've all had um, friends who like your friends tell you stories about their parents. And you're like, man, their parents are like kind of fucking assholes, and then you meet them and you're just like very nice to meet you mr smith yeah yeah i love this macaroni and cheese thank you <laughs> yeah thank you such a beautiful home um endeavor notices something and speeds off but the kids follow i love endeavor's costume always being under his clothes like superman yeah. but he just fucking destroys it like bro where's your wallet <laughs> like what the fuck what is his fucking like how much money does he spend on clothes a month like endeavors and never nude confirmed i was just gonna say that yeah 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 there are dozens of us shoto <laughs> so the one time uh todoroki walks into uh the bathroom and, and his dad's showering and you know he's super embarrassed and then he just realizes his dad's in his full costume <laughs> and jorts over top <laughs> yeah and jorts endeavor is a jorts dad and like weirdly shoto is tobias from arrested development also yeah it appears I blew, yeah you're right here's i blew myself um yeah <laughs> oh my god fucking they were the metamucil band <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh shit, the Timasil. Oh, that's what it was. It was Timasil. Yeah. Timasil. Fuck. Oh my god. I we can't we can't go on like a my hero and Arrested Development like crossover I, thing because it'll be the only thing we talk about for four hours. Hey, I, I like need the commentary now of like Shoto is smiling because this is the last time he's ever gonna see his family. Baka goes like bees. <laughs> Beads, 
Bakugo's not on board. <laughs> somebody somebody yeah. who's listening with a lot more time on their hands, please yeah. make this happen. I, I also need to see, though, I also need to see Shoto, Eri, and Mirio doing chicken noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Eri's <laughs> like, koodle-doodle-doo. Um, have any of you ever seen a chicken? No. <laughs> There's like somebody who's listening to this right now and they've never seen Arrested Development. They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? It, there's yeah, three yeah. There's three seasons of it and it's good. And that's all. <laughs> yeah. It's all. Stop there. Stop there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we cut to the servant of the stars um, whose quirk is to control glass. This guy rips. Yeah, he's fucking great. He's, he's very, very good. <laughs> He's floating on a giant crystal ball and tells the citizens that he's received a message from the universe. The corners of Pluto's mouth depict loneliness and the hour of despair is at hand. That is the tightest sentence I've ever heard. In that's, my life, just, so. that's just me on Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> I promise I won't get political. One drink in the corners of Pluto's mouth depict loneliness. Yeah, this is this is just like a destiny quest. Honestly. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the traveler, yeah. he's riding the traveler. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Anyway, um, Deku- Traveler's made of glass. <laughs> Vault of glass. Ah! <laughs> Deku's really impressed with Endeavor's speed and technique. In this arc, we really learn like why Endeavor is number one. Mm-hmm. Servant of the Stars says that the evil stars are colluding and he must stop them. Uh, this land is about to be covered in darkness and I am the one that will destroy the source of this darkness. He readies an attack called Enlightened Fallen King. Which is such a fucking good name. Fuck yeah. God. He just gathers all the glass from like all the buildings and cars and stuff and is just like the fucking kanji on the screen. And then yeah. Nen Ken fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, Flashfire Fist mm-hmm. comes through and just melts all the glass, which must be horrifying if you're if you're anybody uh, <laughs> just in that general area. Yeah, I would just like slowly back away <laughs> and just forget. <laughs> what i just saw um i think endeavor's like i don't like you very much and he's like no shit and he goes into a oh, <laughs> oh fuck he uh he chases him into an alleyway where the servant of the stars's lackeys are ready to trap uh endeavor but before they can do this before endeavor could thwart that or before the kids could thwart that hawk swoops in and takes care of it and fucking hawks to shoto is like i call endeavor daddy too <laughs> 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 that's, that's the energy there i mean jk but like there's a lot of people that ship hawks at endeavor um call it hot wings um anyway that's okay no i'm on board yeah. now that's pretty good yeah. <laughs> there is also a lot of hawks and dobby fan art oh a lot. yeah a lot oh god okay and that's one of the ones where i see it i'm like they hate each other stop this <laughs> yeah uh, I, I was like looking up something random one time and I ended up on a picture of them like taking a bath together and I was like, I need to just, I need to quit anime. Ew. Uh. Also, Toppy's never taken a bath in his fucking life. Are you kidding me? The, the like <laughs> stuff that would seep out of his like creases. I'm like uh-huh. not. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I like how it's the two people who are, I feel like, are most likely to take baths. The bird and the man who is charbroiled. Yeah. Yeah, the, the like, burnt pot sticker of a man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, Servant of the Stars is being taken away, and he says that the light that Endeavor gives off is the source of this darkness. This man controls glass. He's like, uses a looking glass to, like, (laughs) travel, and he claims to see the future. And I think that he really believed in what he was 
seeing. And uh, mm-hmm. I think he really did kind of read the future of Japan because he does not know how right he is going to end up being. It's just wild that he just shows up and is just like, Endeavor's a motherfucker. Nobody knows about how bad he is. Ah! And then he gets arrested. <laughs> Shono's in the back like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoop whoop. <laughs> this dude be out here just like some just like random account with three followers trying to cancel somebody on Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! I mean, he's not he's not necessarily wrong, but also who are you? <laughs> yeah, like you know. Hawks tells Endeavor that he's been reading this really cool book and he thinks that he'll like it. Uh, Meta Liberation War. It's got a cool message about personal responsibility, and even though it's yeah. old, it has a lot of predictions about the world that ended up coming true. Yeah, let me tell you about Dianetics. Um, yeah, I know. It's big Scientology vibes. Big Scientology vibes. You ever heard vibes. of L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> he wrote this book. Ugh, I can't even say that as a joke. I feel gross now. No. No. Just cut that out and um, use it out of context. <laughs> Great. Make, make it a soundboard. Scientologist. Dude, it just turns out that Destiny is a Dianetics. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> this workaday world. I know so much about fucking Scientology bullshit. It's wild. Um, but he says in the book, uh, Destro, the author, says if power is given to a chosen few, the rest of society will be the ones that are left with the consequences. It's like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> oh fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh fuck, oh shit, the thing we've been saying since episode one, literally. Destro listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, shout out, friend of the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> drop a review. Oh, today's uh, review spotlight goes to Destro. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Um, um, Endeavor is like. This is super weird because this guy's more of a clown normally. (laughs) Um, But he takes the book anyway. um, And Hawks is like, look at it carefully. Read the second part that I highlighted. It's very good. Basically saying like, (laughs) like, look at it. The CIA agent who was tracking Hawks that day was... (laughs) A little, he was a little sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> the CIA agent in his phone, aka the uh, Metal Liberation Army. <laughs> he was, he was a little sleepy. He didn't hear uh, Hawks literally saying "wink, wink" out loud. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. I feel like trusting Endeavor to uncover a coded message is a little bit risky because he's not smart. But he's, an, he's he's a literal hothead. Yeah, exactly. But it, it ends up working out. Um, Endeavor remembers the grave seriousness of the head of the uh, hero agency, uh, hero safety commission, telling him to train his work study students. Um, so he he knows something is going down that people mm-hmm. can't really talk about. The kids get to the massive agency and meet with one of my wives, Burnin, head of the flaming sidekickers. Shout out to Burnin. But Burnin rules. She just her head's on fire and she can fly. Is what, is what it's great. It's great. It's great. You don't really need more than that. Honestly, she's in the third movie and like she's got like casual clothes vibes going on with it, too. It's just Fucking like great. I, cool. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Endeavor doesn't want to train Bakugo and Deku, but it looks like they'll have a, a good learning experience anyway. This is wicked. Not good enough for Bakugo. Uh, and Shoto says that he'll talk to Endeavor and change his mind. Also, Bakugo in Japanese calls uh, Hawks a spoonbill, which is very good. That's like his like <laughs> shitty nickname for him. Good. That's good. In uh, the Ultra Analysis book, there is a whole page of Bakugo nicknames for people. Um, and it's, oh, I love it's that. very, very, so very good. good. Uh, so in his office, Endeavor reads the Meta Liberation War copy uh, and uncovers the second word of the highlighted part is the key to the message. The message is the enemy is the Meta Liberation Army. They number 
over 100,000 in four months, they moved to action. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You just went from like five gay dudes like in a in an army with like toga. Just hanging out at a bar. Hanging out in a bar to like, yeah, there's a secret army in Japan and they're going to blow everything up. Yeah, this is what happens whenever you get too political with your friends at the bar and then you accidentally, you know, try and overthrow society. Well, I just remember when I heard that number too, I was floored because I was just like, I mean, five people calling themselves a league. What's what's an army? Twelve? And like in the dub, there's like a slight pause in between where he says 100 and 1,000. And I'm like, that's not too... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) So after this, we get a new ending. It's okay. I like the song a lot. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fine. It's more like you get a little couple of glimpses of Hawks as a kid with like an mm. Endeavor doll and whatever. Yeah, nothing really substantial here. Yeah, it's fine. Also, though, we do see the winter vibe of all of the kids, and it's cute as hell. And like Momo is making tea and being being given cake by Sugar Man. And I don't do the shipping thing, but like, come on, man. <laughs> they literally talked about cake and tea pairings. Like, mm. come on. <laughs> In the in the ultra analysis book, um, speaking of Momo, she listens to metal music now because of Jiro. Tight. And that's very good. Yeah. Episode 103, one thing at a time. Uh, Hawks arrives back at the Liberation Army headquarters and has a status report with members of the League and some of the people from the OP. So, like, this is, like, a conjoined operation. This isn't, like, separate from the League here. They praise him for spreading the Liberation ideology, and it looks like the Deka City incident involves a huge cover-up of whatever actually happened. It's also revealed here that Hawks made the students look slow on purpose to keep the army off alert so that the heroes are... Like, he did it so that the the Metal Liberation Army doesn't really catch on that the heroes are all training up, like, the next generation Mm -hmm. to basically go to war with them. Hawks leaves a feather in the door and listens in, which I think is really cool. Um, that he's just like, yeah, I can... These are ears also. I'm like, shit, okay. (laughs) Fucking cool, man. Fucking great. He he hears Toga say uh, in four months, boom, everything will be destroyed by Tomura. It's curious that we haven't seen Shigaraki in a while, huh? Hmm. Hawks Hawks needs to find out what they're planning, um, how many heroes are actually in the Meta Liberation Army, if there's a benefactor, basically all the details. Otherwise, a raid of like one mansion with like 40 people in it is not going to do anything in order to actually stop problems we need to get rid of everybody all at once we cut to endeavor still reading the code hawk says that before four months has passed he'll send a signal in case of failure more manpower is needed um this makes endeavor change his mind about training uh just shoto he doesn't know what's coming but he knows that he can't play favorites here and he needs to make sure that the kids are as ready for anything as he is fucking he thinks about um the hero safety commission leader again and in my brain, I called her Hero Lee Clinton. And like, <laughs> oh my God. God. I'm just chilling in Kyushu Rapids about to. T- <laughs> yeah. About to ask the kids to tweet their opinions on the death of Night Eye using three emojis or less. Let's Pokemon God. go to war. <laughs> yeah. Let's slide and go to war, kids. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Hero Lee Clinton. Hawks thinks about the initiative to do uh, the mandatory work studies. It turns out Tokiyami is the reason for this. Um, Hawks saw the potential and it made him feel like the kids were ready for the responsibility and that he could trust trust them to, to handle the action. 
And like, shout out to the homie. Shout out to the ho the goat that's also a bird. So we see shots of everyone at the work studies, and I I love this so much. Tetsu is at Fat Gums, um, which is great because mm -hmm. that's where Kirishima already is. Ida is back at Manuals. Kaminari, Saro, and Mineta are with Catholic Poison Ivy with Team Lurkers, which is very good. Sugarman, Tailman, and Bobby Hill uh, <laughs> are with Jevodan at the agency of a lion hero that is ripped straight from Crazy Zoo, um, Horikoshi's other manga, like Gang Orca. He was the he was the Bakugo in that manga. Speaking of Gang Orca, um, Jiro and Shoji are with him and fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, I guess. Yeah, yeah, all right, sure, fuck it. I really wish I could have watched these episodes with Cam for the first time just to see his reaction. I'm huh. just like, I'm sorry. Hey, what? Bro, there, there are so many hilarious hero designs in the background of the World Heroes Mission movie. Like, yeah, literally, mm -hmm. just Spike Spiegel is in the background mm -hmm. in one part. <laughs> I'm glad you also noticed that. Because, I mean, yeah. of course you did. But, like, I, I was, like, looking at that. I'm like, this is very good. And they got, they got John Cho for this picture. They got, there, there's, like, a fucking um, Costco Harley Quinn. Like, there's, like, also just a guy with a bucket on his head. Like, a metal bucket Great. on his head. Which is good. so good. Um, I, I just love the background, the background heroes. And, fucking, if you know what Chainsaw Man is. Chainsaw Man, without any design changes, makes a weird cameo in the war arc later. It's like, so wait, 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 hold on. You're from a different fucking manga, dude. <laughs> go, go back. Go away. And your manga's fucked up, dude. <laughs> Manga Fukudashi and uh, and Koda are with Wash, which is very good because these are the two that use their voice to fight, and they're with a man that's basically a Pokemon speech-wise. All he says is Wash, Wash, a Wash. I love him so much. <laughs> Lizardy and Momo are with a magic guy named Majestic, um, who you'll see in the movie as well. Mina, Hagakure, and Aoyama are with the number nine hero, Yeroi Musha. We, I don't think we'll ever figure out what his deal is. He's just a big samurai man. <laughs> Tight. Great. Um, Honestly, good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. We see uh, Shiketsu and Ketsubutsu High um, as they prepare for their work studies as well. So this is not just a UA thing. This is like countrywide. Everybody gets swole because we're going to go punch some fucking villains. Hawk says, uh, by the next time the cherry blossoms fall, I hope we'll all be smiling. Unlike the Christmas wish, this one has an answer that we will see eventually. Endeavor grills the kids on their goals. Deku is like, okay, here's my entire backstory. Uh, yeah. Here's my little worm thing coming out of my arm. <laughs> it's a worm. My quirk is worm on a string. He basically, I, like, I don't need to recap anything that he says. The, the, the gist of it is that, like, I want to do more stuff without thinking about it. Um, but it's a hilarious gag of just, like, Bakugo and Shoto in the background and Shoto just not having a damn thought in his life. And Bakugo just getting angry, like, oh, my God, you're so fucking lame. Oh, my God, shut the fuck <laughs> up. I feel like there also has to be some frustration from Bakugo, right, with, like, how Deku explains things, because... Because he doesn't. He doesn't. Well, he just doesn't hide <laughs> shit, too. It's like, dude, like, literally the first thing that Endeavor says is like, mm, kind of sounds like All Might. And it's like, Bakugo's got to be sitting there like, yeah, it fucking does. So maybe shut up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. So just like a little. Up, bud. <laughs> so your power comes from another dimension or something shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bakugo just wants to find out what his limits are and Shoto unexpectedly speaks up here. Um, he says he wants to learn Flash Fire Fist and while he didn't want to rely on his dad, he still has to learn it from him and he's like, <laughs> 
make no mistake, I am using you. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) shit, Good shit, good shit. (laughs) On Patrol, Endeavor tells the kids that while most places only do combat, rescue, or evacuation, his aim is to do all three, and that's why he's number one. Uh, Parallel processing and quick thinking. He wants the kids basically to get street smart here. His challenge to them is catch a villain faster than him just once in their tenure there. He jets off to stop a hit and run suspect, which looks like um, present Mike's like weird brother or something. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He completely leaves the kids in the dust. Um, Bakugo is like, oh, it's cold. I can't go fast in the cold. Shoto is like, Bakugo, did you notice what he did? (laughs) And like, (laughs) I love the shot of Bakugo trying with every ounce of his being to be polite. Like yeah. he's like, there's yeah. nothing that you would have seen that I didn't notice already. But let's hear it anyway. <laughs> no, what do you have to say? Shoto was like, he was using his flames as propulsion, and I didn't even realize I can do that too. It's like, God, oh, you're so dumb, he's dude. So stupid. He's so pretty. That's so, <laughs> so, so stupid. Yeah, you're like Mount Lady. You're like, you're so yeah. stupid. You're just my type. Yeah. It's no wonder his first outfit or his first hero costume was like literally like a white button up shirt, khakis yeah. and like ice on his body. It's like, you idiot. Like, I just wore this out today. So, yeah, I have to dress nice. So, uh, uh, a dress shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Endeavor does praise Bakugo, though. Um, he's like, you're pretty good for a novice. But you have to learn how to condense your fire and release it in an instant. I love how he's like, you want to learn your limits? You're a little piss baby is your limit. <laughs> like, Whoa, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fucking tell his ass. <laughs> it's good, though. You know, like, it's it's nice. You know, while Bakugo did have best genus, we just talked about that. Like, that was his hero that he got some one-on-one time with. Like, it is nice to see him training with adults and heroes just because, yeah. you know, like, Shoto trained his whole fucking life with his dad and Deku's been you know attached to the hip to All Might for the past you know six months eight months however long it's been you know like Mm -hmm. Bakugo is incredibly talented and has never been given any guidance (laughs) um you know not not to the fullest extent not to like how these two have it so you know it's frustrating and also I don't know we talk about this all the time with with Bakugo just how he wasn't given necessarily all the opportunities that other people were despite having like that natural ability so there's that frustration that's just inside of him i think yeah and mm-hmm. so it's cool that he's finally you know getting a little bit of attention and like feedback because i'm sure he appreciates it yeah and like he probably one wasn't given a lot of guidance as a kid because he was head and shoulders above the rest but also he probably mm-hmm. would have rejected any real help before like i think yeah. now mm-hmm. he's like, cause he says like, I told you it's the cold. I can't fight in the cold. And then Endeavor stops a truck from hitting a lady and is like, are you going to tell somebody's dead family? I'm sorry it was cold out. Mm-hmm. Like, no, be better. Get there faster. I don't even know how I knew that this was going to happen, but I stopped <laughs> it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good moment. Yeah. And like Deku comes to the lady and like, it like shows that he's learned a lot too, because he mm-hmm. doesn't show up and go, this is really bad. Oh, he's, like, are you, fuck. Yeah, he's like, are you okay? Are you hurt or whatever? And then he's like mediating this conversation between the mm-hmm. lady and the guy that almost hit her, which is yeah. very good. So like, this is the moment where I was really like, damn, like Endeavor is like a, a pro pro when he like saved that lady didn't even look at her and was just like 
Bakugo, you're a little bitch. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, oh, fuck. You kind of um, needed that, though. Like, He's like, let's go to 7-Eleven and get meat buns or whatever the fuck we're going to eat in the next scene. <laughs> he's like, all right, everybody, so check this shit out. You see that ugly little man driving? I want you to be that ugly little man. <laughs> when he drives, he knows how to brake, turn, and use his blinker and fucking everything. Look at that. Now, I want you to do that but do it with your strength and your muscles. And Deku's like, whoa, oh, fuck, really? I really do like the line right after, though, where he's like, like, that's how you have to do it. Or at least, like, that's how I had to do it. And mm -hmm. you see, like, that outline of All Might. And it's just like, you you really get the sense that, like, it's that similar relationship, right, between, like, Bakugo and Deku. It's It's that whole dynamic of, like, man, well, this person, like, fucking got handed this really great thing, and I have been trying my whole life to be as good, and that resentment, and it's just good stuff. It's very good stuff. And you gotta think that if Bakugo wasn't curbed of his behavior, mm -hmm. um, this resentment would have been totally Endeavor-like later on, because the, the Bakugo versus Deku fight, Deku had him kind of on the ropes and he was using 8% accidentally for the first time. 8% mm -hmm. yeah. of his strength. And now he's going to have eight quirks. Like, ex excuse you? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine the difference in their lives if Endeavor had known like 20 years ago or whenever that like the, the true nature of All Might's powers, like how that would have changed yeah. his perspective and how he went about his entire life and like, like the standard that he held himself to. Shoto wouldn't exist. No. Dead ass would not exist. Yeah, because Bakugo was given some honesty and like had some, I don't know. I mean, this is just the theme of my hero, right? Is that when you mm -hmm. have people who actually look out for you and systems in place that like check you and, and make sure that you're getting what you need from people, um, you live a better life. <laughs> um, and Endeavor didn't have that. Yeah. And responsibility is a collectivism thing, especially from this Japanese point of view. And so Endeavor's problem was he didn't think about the collective enough. Mm -hmm. He thought about him and he thought about, you know, not only the individual of him, but the individual of All Might and how to surpass him and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, but now like they show these flashbacks with Endeavor and it's like, who the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Who the fuck is that guy that yeah. Deku is mm -hmm. talking to? This guy's completely different. But still, some people think that he hasn't changed at all. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You're, you're dumb. You're, you're not watching this show. And that is when and that is when we will scream at them in the next like episode <laughs> or two. Oh, my. Um, um, so <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so the car metaphor he uses is pretty damn smart, though. Like mm -hmm. it super is. Yeah. Deku is going to have a lot of abilities and fucking like literally already does with full cowling and shoot style and fucking spaghetti mode or whatever the fuck he's going to he's going to need to be able to use all these efficiently in order to be the next all might let alone defeat all for one who has shown that he can parallel process the fuck out of one arm and <laughs> and punch a punch a town to death kind of <laughs> like all for one can be like strength times 54 and and metal hands and fuck you bones and whatever <laughs> like he could he can do all that shit but deku is just like wham <laughs> it's like you're gonna die man like you're gonna totally completely beef it if you fight him today so just like the beginning of the anime deku is learning to be a hero with what he can do for now one step at a time almost like that was the title of the episode but whatever oh what oh what 
So that's these episodes. Yeah. It's funny. We're, we're doing like three episode chunks, but we're still like netting the same amount of time <laughs> talking because these are some pretty dense things, yeah. especially if you don't already know what's happening. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many people that read the manga or just like read the wiki and knew what was going to happen. They went into this season knowing the mystery of everything and knowing what was going to happen. And they call the Endeavor episodes boring or like nothing happens. It's like you can't watch something and have it just be you confirming something you already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and even then, it like the, the arcs were switched around. So it was different. And people were mad at that. So it's like, just stop. I do wish that more people who consumed um, visual media, whether it's movies or TV shows, and they've already read like the book or the comics or the like whatever it's based off of, like didn't necessarily go into these experiences expecting to be like, I got that reference. Yep. Yep. Nope. This this confirms mm-hmm. it. That's that's what should happen. This like it's so I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's yeah. that's not why I watch things. I and that's not I don't like exact translations of things like I, I, no, it's an adaptation of an original work like this is not yeah. the manga. I wish that more people saw it that way. You know, like I weren't like TV shows, even if it's something like anime, that's very nine times out of ten. Very, very, very similar to the manga. It's right. still technically an adaptation. So like, don't get your heart broken if like things are slightly altered. I, I was just going to say, I like that the show uh, goes from. Yeah, this show's pretty good. Let's talk about some really cool stuff in here. Okay, everybody on the internet, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, I mean. And like, I, I don't want people to take the wrong way. Like, for instance, I'm thinking of Full Metal Alchemist now, right? And how many people hated the original series. Um, and then Brotherhood came out once the manga was finished and it stuck to the true, like, storyline of the manga. Um, I'm not saying that you can't not like Full Metal Alchemist and you, you like, and Full Metal Alchemist is your or brotherhood is your favorite cuz like you can just prefer that it stuck to the manga story you can think the manga story was better and you can think full metal full metal alchemist was just not as good but if the reason why you didn't like it was strictly because it doesn't stick to the story and this one is the real one i feel like that's just kind of a shoddy reason yeah absolutely like it doesn't it doesn't feel like an actual reason it's not a personal thing it's just like you're giving it an, an a through f based on how it you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not. Yeah. You just have to have a better reason than that. If you just don't like the story, that's cool. But it's a big Internet culture thing. It's a big yeah. hype culture thing. And it's like, I just wish people didn't go into any kind of media experience, whether it's reading a book, listening to an album, whatever. Don't go in it with like a checklist of things that you mm-hmm. like need to have happen if for you to like it. It's part of the reason why I have a love hate relationship with fan theories and stuff like yeah. It can be kind of fun to like speculate and be like, ooh, based on this thing in yeah. the show, I think this is coming, you know? But then you have people who take it too far. And then if something doesn't happen, they're like, fuck this. Like, I could have done it better, yeah. you know? Like, and yeah. it's like, dude, you were theorizing as a fan. You were having yeah. fun. Like, I thought we were all having fun here. And then you see people on the internet take it way too far and like send death threats to JJ Abrams. And it's like, listen, I didn't like how it ended up either. But <laughs> also, know, yeah. but also, please calm down. You really, yeah. th- you, you really got some strong opinions about Palpatine's lineage, huh? <laughs> there's, there's nothing bad. If your fan theory ends up being correct, that's not bad either. Yeah, no, not like, at all. Yeah. If it's okay if a story is simple, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. Like I, 
I, I run into this a lot with like the Destiny community. Um, oh yeah, where, like where things oh, are yeah. going to be going because it's like season to season story, <clears throat> and like a lot of people got mad at the start of this particular season because of how like a certain I'm not going to get into it in case anybody isn't playing and wants to, but how a certain character has been a little weird for the past few seasons. And then what actually like the, like the kind of like climax of that point hit at the start of this season. And mm -hmm. like a lot of people were like, Oh, that's so fucking predictable. And I'm like, fucking so also it's great. That's another fucking pet peeve I have. I hate when people use predictable as, as a criticism of a story. Cause like, you do realize that tropes and like yeah. and predictability and like and seeing and foreshadowing and knowing where things lead yeah. in stories like is a like that that's normal. These motherfuckers out here talking shit on predictability like every movie they watch isn't just the hero's journey. Yeah, and do you and do you not realize I feel like the number of people who say that they don't like predictability in a thing, do you realize how fucking weird unpredictability can be in a story? Yeah. Or like, cause then you're like, well, that was a plot hole. If it's, you know exactly. what I mean? Like you're, you're going to bitch either way. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And then people watch Dune and then they're like, that was weird. I'm like, yeah, it was. <laughs> the point of Dune, bud. Uh, people, I, I'm sorry. People's threshold for weird is fucking Thor Ragnarok. Um, because of, I am, I, that listen. is, you made me unplug my headphones. That shit hit so hard. I love um, that take fuck. so fucking much. It's, Holy shit. It's true. It's, and I love that movie, but fuck, man. No, I love, I love that movie too. I think it's actually like, as far as Marvel movies go, I think like it's, it's one of my top ones. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm still starting an Indiegogo for anybody that needs medical attention after that <laughs> blazing hot take, though. Holy I'm fuck. just saying, people are not as open to weird as they think they yeah, are. Yeah, go watch a David Lynch movie and get back with me like people like to think they like weird shit I and I'm I'm not trying to be gatekeepy I'm not trying to sure. be mean I'm yeah. just saying that it's so uh, you're not you're not watching as weird a shit as you think you are it's not a synth in the color purple <laughs> anyway yeah <laughs> I think that a lot of people especially the are, are like people that are in the discord talking and stuff like that mm -hmm. they're they're on this level and I think mm -hmm. I think a lot of people relate to the things that we we talk about in this section of, of the thing where we're like anime good internet bad yeah well, and like also right if you've been listening what episode of the podcast is this this will be like 27 or 28 or something if you are if you're first of all if you're someone who's seeking out podcasts and you're interacting with them and you've listened to 20 something episodes of ours i feel like i can say these things because you're probably someone who wants to see media in a certain way and likes to yeah. engage with it and in, in like a yeah. conversational and kind of like analytical way so i feel like you get this so it's not right. necessarily directed at you <laughs> But no. these are these are just things that you can say to your friends who are telling you that Thor Ragnarok is the craziest movie in the world. OK, <laughs> no, it just has Jeff Goldblum in it. It's fine. That's it. Which I mean, great. That's a that's a positive for sure. But and truth be told, like we can all be better about how we yeah. um, analyze things and criticize yeah. things. And like, I don't know. I, I don't want people to think that like we attack them when we say things like this because it's not. I'm just saying. No, like, yeah. I used to suck at 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 media. And this was like, it's a skill. Even at, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a muscle that you use. And like, you know, there there have been people that parallel processing. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> there have been people that have either listened to this podcast or just 
if you know somebody that went to film school and they aren't a fucking asshole or whatever, <laughs> you start to watch movies a little bit differently because you flex that muscle mm-hmm. a little bit more. And you're like, oh, did this shot mean this? And you go, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. Maybe that was the author's intent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a thing that you you develop. 100%. Um, and also just like on that on that point, it's also perfectly OK to just watch something too mm-hmm. like you know like if if mm-hmm. you don't want to like get all like super deep in here like i'm i i would this is sprinkles i would say of the three of us i definitely have like i'm not as critical of a mind as much as y'all are um and that's fine you know like that's why you're here on the show though too totally right? yeah it's it's fine and like people can engage in things differently and like enjoy and interact and things differently Mm -hmm. uh really just please don't be an asshole about it you don't need to have a world shattering opinion on everything i don't i just like i really i don't need to put that tweet out there i don't give it's too it's too much maybe riverdale is fine it is (laughs) it's so easy to not have a take on something it's so like whenever i see it's so easy i do it all the time (laughs) whenever i see people on twitter just be like here's my hot take this i don't fucking care bud like sorry like i like i thought this thing was okay and i'm just like like why like like i just like why i've muted so many people because they're just like i gotta post all these hot takes i'm like buddy i don't have the energy for this how do you like do you not see what's going on outside just everywhere like i saw one person have this hot take that was like people's definition of weird is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the big three uh <laughs> so everyone thank you so much for listening to today's have you noticed that the the milk tea calmness has faded away yes um thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the big three next time we're going to be talking about episodes 104 105 and 106 three episodes next time and maybe secure a uh membership to the shonen jump app because mm. the episode after that mm. we're going to be reading a chunk of the vigilantes i get to learn uh, how to read everybody yeah finally right it's been 28 years there's yeah. somebody who <laughs> listens to this podcast and they're like god fucking damn it i didn't sign up to <laughs> Shit, read fuck. listen you can get a month for free and it's like two dollars a month after that like mm. whatever yeah. You also, I mean, this is also your excuse. If you don't want to read, you don't have to. We're just going to talk about it a little bit. I'm gonna, and, yeah, I'm going to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah and, and then And then you get it and you don't have to read. So yeah, exactly. Either, either way, um, you win. If you liked these episodes or think that we missed something, hit us up at, at the Big 3 mha on Twitter or check out our Discord link in the description. There is far and away more conversation about My Hero than any of our other shows in, in the Discord, and that that rules. Yeah. And it would be it'd be awesome to see even more people in there talking about how they think Dobby smells bad or whatever. Mm. Um, he does. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one. And if you want an easy way to share this podcast with your friends, just tell them to go to greennaruto.com. Yeah. Our show art is by Zach. Zach Russell, you can find their work at at Cavity Crew. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at Jules VZ. And like, y'all, I'm commissioning them for the the Attack on Titan mm. shit, and this mm. shit gonna be shit gonna be juicy, dude. Anyway, um, I can be found at at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at a Wild Jessichu on Twitter. And I can be found at at the Camdy Man. And this has been the Big Three. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>